I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Dwell, a Cersei Institute podcast for homeschool moms by homeschool moms. My name is Karen Kern and I'm here today with my co-host Renee Mathis. Hi, Renee. Hey, Karen. It's good to see you. Good to Hope see you, you too. Yeah, we're just we're just recording this a few days post Christmas. So yeah, we were catching up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Christmas. Crazy times. <laughs> so before we get into our topic for today, I do have um an advertisement for one of our sponsors, and that would be Reformation Bible College. Located in Central Florida, Reformation Bible College seeks to train up young men and women of faith who can serve effectively as Christian leaders. The founder of RBC, Dr. R.C. Sproul, carefully designed the curriculum to provide students with a classical education that is distinctly reformed. RBC offers several degree programs, including a Bachelor of Arts in Theology, which lays the theological groundwork for students called to any vocation, from the pastorate and missions to medicine and law. Students can also earn a minor in Reformed classical education, especially designed to equip students to teach and serve in the growing classical Christian school movement. In addition to receiving an in-depth theological foundation, students have the opportunity to grow as they know, serve, and worship the Lord together in community with like-minded believers, whether attending a weekly chapel service, catching up with a neighbor in the on-campus residence hall, or meeting with a professor at the cafe, an RBC education provides students with plenty of opportunities to take the biblical truth learned in the classroom and put it into daily practice. Are you interested in joining the RBC family? Take the next step in pursuing a theological education and visit ReformationBibleCollege.org. Thank you to RBC for being our sponsor. So, yes, back to you, Renee. Um, Today, we have decided that we would talk about getting through the January slump because Christmas is over. Today's sunny, but it's been gloomy, and January is often full of gloomy days 
wondering, you know, how to just how to get through the month, kind of missing the Christmas vibe, all the excitement, all the parties. And um, you open the presents and everything seems old sometimes after a few days. So here we are going to talk about getting through the January slump. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to recognize that it's okay. We all have it. We've all been there. And, um, you know, you're, you're looking forward to getting back to a regular schedule with your school, perhaps, and getting everyone, you know, up and moving. But sometimes January can feel like a very long month. So... Yeah, so Karen and I have been talking about some things that have we've enjoyed in our families and some ideas for you and your families that, um, you know, even if you, you just try one or two of these, it might just be the, the key that'll help you get through a, a January. Yeah, and I think that sometimes that's caused because we, in our minds, we let Christmas end, you know, right at midnight on the 25th and then on the 26th sometimes people are already taking their trees down and packing christmas away but so, but i think that if we can find a way to celebrate what is traditionally the 12 days of christmas mm-hmm. and do just some little thing every day um that still is you know a celebration um mm-hmm. still is in some way special it kind of it's more of a gradual ending of the celebration instead of just a quick yeah. shutdown, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I, for one, I love the few days after Christmas because everything's so quiet and peaceful and I can sit there. I mean, of course I've got an empty, an right. empty so it's quiet and peaceful, but <clears throat> maybe for a lot of you, it's not. <laughs> it's well, a- yeah. The, and the kids don't really have, there's nothing in the schedule. Even when you're homeschooling, you're not homeschooling between Christmas and New Year's, probably. Right. And, you know, if it's if it's not if it's not nice days outside, you don't live where kids can play outside. They can right. get a little stir crazy, and you can all start to drive each other crazy in the house, which can be a little messy. You know, with all the added Christmas things. True. That's but, true. Well, yeah. It's fun. You can play the new games and put together the new puzzles and read the new books and. Yeah. So anyways, we we have five, five, you know, we've grouped together a variety of activities into five kinds of um, things that you can do. So the first one on our list is games. So probably everybody got games for Christmas. We did. Did y'all get some new games? Yeah, I got, um, I got the family NERTS. Do you know what NERTS is? So I just recently learned that NERTS is the same as Dutch Blitz. And that was a that was one gift that went around our family this year. It's a card game called Dutch Blitz. Yeah, I didn't. You know, we played Dutch Blitz back in the day when we lived in a Mennonite community in Canada. Uh-huh. Everybody had Dutch Blitz, and I haven't played it in years. And we started playing Nerds, and I thought this reminds me of some other game. Now I know it was Dutch yeah. Blitz. There we go. <laughs> but it's very fun. And so for a while there, we were playing with a variety of different card packs. You know, mm-hmm. like playing cards. And I'd have to go around those and dig up playing cards and make sure that everybody playing had all 52 cards in the deck, mm-hmm. knowing that they weren't the same. But then this year I bought, actually bought a pack of nerds, which is a set of 12, 12 packs of cards. And each, wow. each pack has a different color on the back, but the fronts are all the same. So it's easier than looking at different fonts or different oh. sizes of cards. So, but it is, it's rip roaring fun. It's oh, so fun. Cool. All, all ages can play that one? 
Well, yes, if you can play solitaire, then you can play. Okay. So like in our family, um, the 10-year-old can play. The seven-year-old probably isn't really catching on. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that's a really fun one. Oh, that's neat. Fast moving. We've been playing um, a card game. It's a, spe- it's a it's a regular game, but it's cards called Play Nine, which is based off of the old card game Golf. Oh. But they're especially printed pack of cards, so you don't have to remember, oh, the king, is that 12 or 13? I forget, you know, so. Right. It's a lot of fun. We even do any of that. We played that with our grandkids. Even the, the youngest one, who's like seven, does great with that one. So Play Nine, it's a fun family game. And then splendor is one we like oh, i don't know that one it's a um board slash kind of like a card arrangement game and um you have to collect jewels and get the most points so that was a fun one it's a pretty game too it's oh. a, so, yeah it's always fun to get in is one of our favorites in fact christmas afternoon between well, we celebrate on the 26th this year, but between Christmas, present, opening, and dinner, there was some time, and they, somebody in the family thought, oh, let's play Catan. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, we actually didn't have any table space to play it. And like, the dining <laughs> table sat, and the kitchen table has food all over it. So, um, and, and it takes a while. So yeah. they have to play, you know, some some quick things. So cards, cards are good good quick game um one that my grandsons have just got into is clue mm-hmm. you know like we, Classic. we all grew up playing clue and it's really fun to see the the youngest generation enjoying the game and then i let i let lucas be, kind of be on my team because he's not really a reader yet so mm-hmm. i'll let him roll the dice with me and decide which house we want to move in what room we want to move to so you know that's a way that you can even invite the youngest ones who aren't quite ready, but they want to be involved to just kind of play with, play with you. Play, you know, what grandma's going to say, no, I want to play by myself. Right. <laughs> I mean, grandma's always going to say, you can be on my team. But that's a good reminder, Karen, that yeah. when we play games, you don't have to follow the rules that come with the box. I mean, even right. if you're a follower, it's okay to say, you know, we're going to have a little house rules and we're going to, we're going to only play three rounds instead of five rounds of this game because the little one's patience wouldn't last. Right. right. Make adjustments and you can you can like you you and Lucas did, you can team people up so that there's at least one person on the team who can make some of the decisions perhaps or read some of the things that the other other one couldn't. So there's a lot of ways that you can you can make adjustments to involve everybody and everyone will have a lot of fun that way. So another fun game that we have found is a timeline game where there there are these little round discs and they're like, I don't know, three inches around and a little metal tin. And in it are these little, why is the disc round, but the cards are rectangular? Anyway, the, the disc is round though. You can find it at a game store. And they, they go from like, um, there's one on like the Renaissance. There's one on different time periods, you know, ancient time periods. And we have several of these that we play at the same time and you you read an you read the event on the card but you don't know the date and then gradually you lay them all out and you as you get more and more cards you have to see you have to be more particular so oh. you know for example you have to not just know that the black death was 1347 you know if you don't know that you figure out where on this 
timeline of cards, your particular card would go. It gets harder the more you have out there. But, you know, the kids who can't read, you can read it to them and say, where do you think this happened? Do you think it happened before the Civil War? You know, or do you think it happened after World War II? Or, you know, it's really fun because they learn a lot and they love it and they get really good at it. And they memorize the dates. Is that game uh, called Chronology? There, there is a game called Chronology that's similar to that. This one doesn't have a board game with it. These are just cards. Okay. Little little tins of cards. So, yeah. So, that, that's the first idea for our family fun night is just to have a game night. Yeah. Yeah. Game closet and maybe find some old favorites that you haven't played before and wouldn't be new to everybody. Or maybe you got a new one for Christmas. And um, pop some popcorn or make cookies and enjoy. Yeah. So, the second idea we had was a family movie night which a lot of y'all probably already have. So one way to change it up a little bit is to maybe schedule two or three movie nights in a month, but have a theme. And Karen had some great ideas for some different themes for movie nights. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking you could do cowboy westerns, you know, like um, High Noon, um, like Shane, like the old, any old John Wayne movies. And, or, you know, I don't know if you can pull up old Bonanzas. <laughs> My <laughs> kids loved Bonanza so much when it was on TV. I know we have discs of Bonanza, but I don't know if, I don't know if, they're probably available somewhere. Um, oh. But to, you know, the old Little House in the Prairies, but to just have a theme where you watch a variety and then you can compare also, you know, as you're watching them and say, which what you liked best about this one or or that one or the characters or or whatever. And a lot of the Westerns too are pretty family friendly. You know, they don't have the things in the, like, yeah, really have to be careful of like modern movies. I mean, you still have to be careful, but you know, there's a lot that particularly families with boys really mm -hmm. love the old Westerns. And then another, another category might be musicals. We put on, Sound of Music last week when I was wrapping presents. Two nights we watched The Sound of Music. And it was really fun. We hadn't probably watched it in five years or so. Mm -hmm. You know, to introduce a lot of kids have not seen it. Um, Les Mis. There's just a lot of musicals out there that you could watch. Mm -hmm. theme of, or just um, old movies like Casablanca or Old Mysteries or um, the old Jimmy Stewart movies or Cary Grant. Yeah, learn learn to watch movies in black and white. That's, yeah, yeah. There's some there's some good mysteries too. You know that that again don't have the or if the themes are a little adult, that's more it's it's more hidden. They're, they're not as blatant with mm -hmm. themes that aren't appropriate. Yeah, um, so. yeah. Family movie. Oh, let's see. We said westerns, musicals, old movies, comedies. You know, classic, yeah. some classic yeah. comedies would be fun. Or or stories, um, stories made into movies like Heidi. Mm -hmm. you know, old Heidi, the old, old, old Yeller. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Some, some of the old dog, you could do, you could do oh. dog movies, Lassie, yeah. You find enough dog movies where the dog doesn't die in the end, so yeah. I know, are there any? <laughs> Marley um, and Oh, it's based on the book Dangerous Journey. Now, now I can't think of it. Shadow, Shadow the Golden Retriever. What's that called? Oh, oh. I'm thinking about. It's the dog and the cat. It's got home. Does it have the word home in it? 
Hopefully. Homeward bound. Homeward bound. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the dog does not die in that one. <laughs> watch that one. Yeah. Yeah, and then another one is if you go back and you watch the old animated Disney's, like um, we call it Fox Robin Hood in our house. The old um, Robin Hood, where the fox is Robin Hood, um, you know, or the old Pinocchio, or the old the old Shirley Temple movies are a lot of yeah. fun. So I many categories. Uh, it would be kind of fun to to watch them in a category and compare. Yeah. And you're also, if you plan ahead, it's more deliberate than just saying, oh, you know, we're so tired. What do you want to do tonight? Let's watch a movie. And then you spend 20 minutes trying to find a movie and argue over a movie. You know, (laughs) that can go south pretty fast. But if you have a plan and you say this month, we're going to watch these and we're going to do these on these three Friday nights, then the kids know that's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, just a little bit of planning, a little bit of intention goes a long way to to making it making it fun. Yeah. And then number three we had was fun family dinner nights. So things where the kids can participate, like making individual pizzas. Um, I suggested making sushi. You don't like sushi, but I, right. there's a lot of other things we could substitute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in our family, we like sushi. And so we have had many times, and the kids have to be a little older than, for this too. Well, but your family, how does it work? Is this like an assembly line project? Yeah, you do it like an assembly line. Yeah. And the trick is to have it all made before people start eating it. Okay. Because you, know, you get the rolls made and you get them sliced, and then they go on a plate, and somebody can just walk by and eat it. Like, stop, stop. We're all going to sit down together and eat this. Um, but we have. Yeah, we've got sushi grade tuna and smoked salmon and cream cheese and, you know, Ooh. cucumber slice. And you have to use sushi grade rice and you have to get the seaweed papers. So, you mm-hmm. know, you kind of have to plan ahead and get the things from the grocery store and make the rice and add the rice vinegar. But once you have those things done and chopped and ready to go, it's a really fun, um, um, just an assembly line. And we've also done it. We've also put all of the ingredients out on the table and we've done this with other families and everybody just makes their own and eats them as they make them because mm-hmm. the food's all in the middle of the table. So you can yeah. do it. Both. But but yeah. again, that takes planning, but it's worth it when you do it. You know, Well, something similar, you could do like build your own pizzas um, because if, you know, once you get the oven hot enough and if you, if you make your own dough or you, you buy store-bought, but you roll it pretty thin, it cooks in about 10 minutes. So yeah. You can keep the pizzas kind of coming at a pretty quick pace. And again, the kids get to be part of it. Yeah. yeah. And choose what they want. Taco Mexican is always good because you've got all the ingredients and everyone gets to pick what they like on their tacos or to spill their tortillas. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's happy. So, yeah. And it's a fun way to learn about new foods, too. Like you said, if, if I think... If, if mom and dad approach it with a spirit of adventure and we're going to, this is going to be fun. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to learn something. Um, then, you know, trying some new things together could be fun. And I, I would even try sushi. <laughs> I, in my mind, I always equate sushi with raw fish and I know it's not always raw. Well, <laughs> some of them you can make without the raw fish, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I like it because it's also fresh. Yeah. So delicious and fresh. It's so good. And another thing you could do is just try a new ethnic food, like make some Indian food 
or a curry or something and get, you know, not the pita bread. What's the what non bread, you know, uh-huh. cut the triangles and dip it in your curry, you mm-hmm. know, just try, try some new things together. And if yeah. the kids watch the process of cooking it and are involved, maybe they will. If they tend to be picky eaters, maybe they'll not be as picky because they were involved in the cooking. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have the the old rule where you just have to take one bite. You don't have to love it, but we're gonna try it and and see what happens. Yeah. Well, speaking of cooking, I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all about our other sponsor for this week. And um that is Inquisicook. So are you searching for hands-on activities that explore the practical side of science? Look no further than your kitchen. Inquisicook blends food science and culinary arts into an engaging program that puts delicious food on the family table. Let Inquisicook do the teaching with lesson videos that speak to the student in a friendly conversational tone. Their online platform is easy to navigate and optimized for mobile, so the learning experience can move from the classroom to the kitchen without a hitch. They provide the recipes, instruction sheets, and student forms for every lesson, so there are no books to buy. And their instructor resources make assessing student progress a piece of cake, even for the busiest parents. Inquisicook was created by homeschoolers for homeschoolers, and they're passionate about turning curious students into intuitive cooks, not just recipe followers. Say goodbye to the tyranny of the ingredients list and say hello to utilizing what's in season, what's on sale, or what's in the fridge. Visit inquisicook.com to view sample lessons, then check out the recipe gallery to see just how crave-worthy science can be. Thank you, Inquisicook. All right. Well, speaking about um, cooking and trying new foods. Um, our fourth, or no, so we're, are we up to fifth? No, fourth. Fourth, yeah. Was a family read aloud night. And what better way to spend a, a dark, cold night when maybe you can start a fire or everyone get in their cozy slippers and pull out some fun blankets and just have a time of listening to mom or dad or mom and dad or mom and dad and some of the other kids read something fun so in entertainment doesn't always have to come from a screen um sometimes it can be performed live karen do y'all have favorite read alouds at your house um probably i think the favorite read alouds in our house were probably had to be little house of the prairie reading those over and over and of course well and the lord of the rings and the hobbit Mm -hmm. and narnia those are probably all of our favorite read alouds um, but you could also invite another family over to do that with you, you know, or to read poems together or to memorize poems, things like that, and have them come over. Or you could have family come over and you could you could divide the kids up and have them each put on a skit, a scene from one of your favorite stories that you've been reading. Well, that would be fun. You could maybe draw them from a hat, kind of like charades, and yeah. let them go back in the the bedroom and find some props or something, and and come out and and act out a scene from a book. Yeah, like there's so many things you can do with your read alouds. It makes me think of in Little Women when they would go up in the attic and come up with their plays. Yeah, you know, and well, related to that, even their newspaper that they wrote. Like there was so much. There was so much creativity, right? When you 
when you don't have electronics around and you're just left with yourself and words or music, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, if mom or dad plays the guitar or the piano, you know, let's bring back the idea of the family sing-alongs. Yeah. We have friends, do you know, do you know Rebecca and Josh Leland? Yeah. Yeah. So they have five kids and they're all so musical. And when they sing together, they just sound like angels and they all play instruments as well. Um, Bass, violin, I think. Um, And they will put a fire on in their backyard, even when it's cold outside and, and sing outside. And and they'll invite other families over for a bonfire and just to sing outside. And um, it's, it's wonderful. It creates such a great, um, you know, family, um, what's the word? I don't know that, that feeling of community that comes mm-hmm. even, even amongst your family members. From doing- She's a grandma as well. And so, so here's hope for those of you who maybe don't play a musical instrument or when you sing, you don't sound like the angels. She has a karaoke machine when their families get together. Oh, they're come over. <laughs> they play with the karaoke machine. I'm like, that sounds like fun too, right? That does sound like fun. I know I, one of my granddaughters has a karaoke machine. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, just to, even to to use your talents to entertain each other, but even like it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. right. You just sing along and have fun. Right. And then the, when when it's low, low key like that and, and nobody's trying to impress everybody, you're all free to just have fun. Just have yeah. fun. And, you know, and when it's, when it's, as we started this, this fourth one about reloading, when it's centered on stories you've been doing or, or not, you know, it's, there's so, it's so rich. There's so much to offer that you mm-hmm. can feed off of with ideas. And the fun thing about, if you do a read aloud night, you don't, you know, you, maybe you're already reading a book. And so you, let's say you're working through the Hobbit. So for read aloud night, you want to do something special and different. You can revisit a book that you've already read and just do a chapter or two, right? Because if it's a family favorite and you pick up, let's say the long winter or something from Little House on the Prairie, you can, you can jump right in in the middle and pick one of the good fun chapters. Oh yeah. Especially in January. You can read all about that long winter when they had to like burn, twist the straw into, you know, logs of some kind to burn or when the train didn't bring the food <laughs> right right i mean there's like oh that you know the glorious whitewasher the chapter from tom sawyer with painting yeah. the that stands alone beautifully or maybe you read a, a sherlock holmes mystery together and um, short story you don't have to worry about the whole book right then yeah that's true and then the fifth thing that we thought of was hospitality kind of we touched on this i think in, in every one of these, you know, playing games with other families or watching movies with other families or, you know, doing skits, but um, being intentional about inviting other families over. And that can feel so overwhelming. That's almost easier to not do it. Often, you know, when you're tired or the house is messy or you've, I don't know, lots of reasons to not invite friends over. But when you do invite friends over and you put in the effort and you make a plan, you always, always have fun. You never say when they leave, oh, I wish we hadn't done that. You always are so glad. You say, I'm so glad we did that. So make make a plan and choose some Friday or Saturday or Sunday evenings or whenever it works for your family to say, come over. And, you know, and, and when they say, what can we bring? 
tell them what they can bring. <laughs> right. Yeah, it doesn't have to always be about the food. It doesn't have to be about, you know, um, the idea is inviting someone over, making them feel welcome in your home and um, spending time with them. So there are a lot of a lot of creative ways to do that. I would encourage you to find find that older person at your church, maybe who's a widow or who doesn't have family nearby and perhaps invite them over for church after for lunch on church Sunday after church. Um, yeah. Or that young single person who, if you're in a church full of families with a lot of babies, that young single person maybe can feel a little bit on the outside. So invite them over to spend time with you and just, you know, welcome them into your family. Yeah, it's 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 really fun and great to have people over who you've been longtime friends with, who your kids already know, and it's very comfortable. But it's also great to invite somebody that you haven't got to know yet. And so, and then if you even mix those two families together, invite three, you know, invite two families, one that you know well, one you don't, and then you know, you can you can get to know that other family and they can start to be feel a part of things. Right. Yeah, I heard somewhere it takes at least like two two times of doing that to really feel comfortable with someone. So if you if you invite someone over the first time and you think, well, did that go well? Don't worry about it. Invite them over again. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, just start developing a history. You know, it does it does take effort. It does take plan, and you know, a a, a certain amount of energy to pull it off. But it's always worth it. Right. And nobody is nobody's going to care if your baseboards are dusty. <laughs> to pull out the china and the silver or anything, unless you want to. I mean, right? I, right. Friend, are great. My friend at church just did, did a tea party for her daughter's little friends, and they got out the pretty china and flowers on the table. It was so pretty. She yeah. did. But um, yeah, so we, those kinds of things are fun. And it, again, it just takes a little planning, but it's worth it. And it's worth it for the memories that you're going to build. And develop. Yeah, that's that's the thing is that you might you might just it might be a weekend when you just want to do the same old thing. You just put a movie on and and don't even think about it or you do think about it or you fight about it or whatever. The 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 memory comes from when it's intentional and you made a plan and you 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 did something extra to make it special, like you made popcorn in the pot with the oil, or yeah. you know you invited friends over. It's doing the extra thing that creates the memory, right? I think, yeah. And I can't think of a better way to get through January than find a way to build some memories, make some memories, yeah, start some new traditions. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Dwell. And um, we pray, pray the Lord blesses you. And we'll talk to you again next time. Until then, here's to home. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.